0: Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos. Project, the podcast that is designed to inspire you to truly live your very best life, all while living your life's transitions. Divorce coach, mediator, and host, Paulette, alongside host and divorce attorney, Sonia, help women leave behind the turmoil, confusion, and chaos of relationships and divorce. Together, they are discussing the topics that none of us talk about but really want to, and introduce you to experts in their fields of relationships, marriage, parenting, mind-body wellness, career, business, finance, healing, and transformation. Each podcast episode focuses on sharing real conversations from real-life situations. Isn't it time you thrived? Join. Let's go. Thrive in the chaos. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thriving in Chaos Project with Paulette, Rigo, and Sonia Geralt. I'm the founder of Better Divorce Academy, and Sonia is the founder of Divorceify. And today, we have a really exciting guest for you. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all good. Wow, it's May what? 15. That means May is half over. I don't know if that's good or bad, but spring is sprung. This isn't even my office. Long story. Um, Yeah. We're moving our offices and we're just going to wing it and we're just loving life and getting through it one day at a time. Here's to the coffee, Sonia. So welcome to the show, Dorothy.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to be here.
2: So I am so pumped too. Good morning, everyone. Uh, So you think there's coffee in there, but I'm not telling today. Um, So I am so pumped. Dorothy Johnson, breakup coach. I mean, that's all we have to say. But today we are so excited to have you. So thank you for coming on. And let's get right into it because we all want to know. We all have exes and we've all coped with getting over them in different ways healthy, unhealthy. This is a judgment-free zone. So let's just get into it. Dorothy, just let's, let's talk about it. How did you become a breakup coach and why?
1: Right. It's so wild. Like if you would have told me four years ago when I was going through my rock bottom breakup that I would come out of it as a breakup coach, I would be like, that's not even a thing. So you're crazy. Um, And then I would probably want to punch you in the face a little bit. But, you know, there is, I think it's very interesting. So I went through um, a breakup with a guy of seven, I had been dating him for about seven years. Um, And we had kind of grown up together was all throughout my 20s, where we went to undergrad together, he went to dental school, I went to grad school, Um, I got a job in Chicago while he was finishing up his dental school education. And then finally, when he finished, we bought a house in Florida, we moved back and I was like, Oh my gosh, finally we're through like the stuff. And we can like sit down and like be a family and like do all the things that I thought grownups did. Um, and I found out then I was traveling back and forth to Chicago. So about two months after we moved there, he broke up with me on the phone and, um, I went back to get my stuff about a month later, and another girl was already kind of like living in the house. And so I, I had, I was already devastated in multiple like ways that you are normally devastated from heartbreak. But then I was super angry and resentful about this new girl who I felt like I just was replaced by. Um, and coming out of that breakup, I very much was like, "This cannot break me. Like I have to figure out how to get through this." And I googled. How do you get over your ex? I searched all the tips and tricks. I was like, how do I forgive and let go? I did it all. Um, I looked and I, and when I say I Googled it, like I Googled it and then also did everything that they mentioned to do all the wiki house, girl was in it. So (laughs) it was was good, but I, um, yeah. So I did all of that. And a year later, I still felt so angry and resentful. And from the outside looking in, I like looked like I was doing great. Like I got in the best shape of my life. Um, I traveled a lot. I was, um, hanging out with new friends, making relationships with my old friends, like everything looked like from the outside, very good. But on the inside, I was just still so fuming with anger and resentment. And I was like, this cannot be, this isn't like what I pictured for my life. And this isn't me actually over him. And so like, why why is this taking so long? Everyone told me it
2: but it's like every, that's so funny because until I spoke with Dorothy it is so true when you're getting over an ex what does everybody tell you takes time it's gonna take time you'll be okay give it time
0: right there's somebody yeah. else who get over it it's not it's not their fu- it's not your fault so yeah i mean first of all the fact that you became a breakup coach because of a breakup is pretty telling right because you don't become a divorce coach, in my opinion, if you haven't been divorced and maybe, you you know, are more prepared for divorce if you're a divorce attorney. But you said in your own right that you weren't that when you were facing your divorce, that it didn't really give you.
2: You were at the point where you said, you know, on the outside looking in, everything looked great. Yeah,
1: so everything looked right, right, but I'm still miserable. So I was like, why? And so I found this podcast from this life coach who was talking about forgiveness, and she helped me realize a number of things. And one of the biggest monumental changes that I found was like that forgiveness had everything to do with me and nothing to do with him and forgiving him didn't like right his wrong, but it was actually more about, um, letting go of my anger and resentment. So I could forgive him for me, not for him. And it was just like this huge eye-opening moment. And it kind of just like spurred me into self-help and development. I was already a psychology masters, all of that stuff. I was in psychology, but the, the way that life coaching and the way that um, life coaching used tools to make tangible differences, mm-hmm. it was just like mind blowing to me. So I instantly like hired her as my coach and I changed everything and it literally changed my entire life. So after that point, I was like, okay, well clearly um, I want to go do this. Like, I want to be able to help women heal their hearts to go on and help heal the world. And so that's where I was like, okay, I went and got my life's coach certification. I then set up my business, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that started. Mm-hmm.
2: I love these stories. Yeah. All right. So today, everybody's excited to hear about, and hopefully we'll be able to hear it all the way through. There are some secrets that you hold, that you are going to tell us about. So tell us the three secrets to getting over your ex that none of us know about. And many of us should, because we're gonna go through something crazy.
1: Right, exactly. And I think um, the beauty of these three secrets is it's everything we've heard. It's like the opposite of everything what we've heard. It's wild to me. Um, but it's everything that I've learned throughout life coaching. It's everything that I applied for my own breakup and my heartbreak. And it's everything that I help my clients apply. So the first one is that we create our own pain, not him. And so for so long, I thought that because he started seeing someone new or because he said the things that he said, he was the one that hurt me. He hurt me and he caused a lot of anger and resentment and I felt like my pain was gonna be there until he apologized or he you know, understood that what he did was wrong and all of this stuff. When in reality, it wasn't him doing those things to me that made me feel so much pain, it was my thoughts about what he was doing that created all this pain. And so for me, a very light bulb moment, and again, we might've heard this in, a, in different varying degrees, but it's our thoughts that create how we feel. And the best example that I like to give about this is like when my current partner comes to me and says, I love you. I don't feel love because he's saying that. I feel love because of my thoughts and interpretation of those words from that person. Because if he were to come up to you, Sonia, and be like, Sonia, I love you. You'd be like, I don't know who you are. Please step away. <laughs> you'd have a lot of different thoughts and feelings about the very same circumstance. So when I learned that I was the cause, like the root problem to all of the pain that I was feeling, it gave me so much empowerment to say, hey, I can change this. And I simply had to let go of old beliefs, like this idea that I thought what he did was wrong, when in reality, like it was clearly meant to happen that way the entire time. And I had this idea that I thought he didn't love me this entire time, because how could he have moved on that quickly if he he actually loved me? And I really questioned that belief around like, wow, well, we can love multiple people equally as much as anyone. Like I have my mom and my dad and I love them equally at the same time. So I had to break down old belief systems and create new ones so that I created new thoughts so I felt new emotions. And I was able to let go of the anger and resentment because I started believing like, oh, he did the best he could. And I truly believed that. I'm like, he did the best he could in the moment because... I'm not easy to break up with. Like, I understand why he did it, Dario, like over the phone, right? And when I started thinking that, I was able to feel better and feel differently about it. I felt a lot more compassion towards it. And then when I felt compassion, I showed up very differently and I created different results in my life. So that was like the first one. The first secret to me that was just so mind boggling was that my thoughts create my feelings, not what someone else does or doesn't do and not what someone else says or doesn't say. Um, The second secret is that time has nothing to do with getting over your ex. I think we've all heard this multiple times where they're just like people, you'll say you're going through heartbreak and someone's like, It's going to take some time to, like, have your heart heal and go through the grief and all that. And time has nothing to do with it. And the way that I found this out was, like, obviously I had gone through an entire year of feeling miserable. And I was like, this is terrible. And in a moment when my mindset changed around how I was thinking about the breakup and what I was making it mean – all of that anger and resentment dissipated in a moment. It didn't take days. It didn't take weeks. It didn't take months. It took a moment to drop all of that. And so time has nothing to do with it. And I think so often we're like, oh, we're going to just allow the time to happen. And what happens is when we wait for time to pass, we've lived more life. And as we live more life, we have more aha moments as to why something happened in the past. So, so often you'll be like, oh that's why that happened because I was supposed to get that job that paid me more. I didn't get the first job because I was supposed to get the second job that I didn't even know was there. And instead of just waiting for life to happen and finding those aha moments, what I do with my clients is we work to create, why did the breakup happen for you now? So you can start finding that now and it doesn't have to just take time to move forward. And it's such a beautiful thing because it's like, sometimes people will start working with me and like my programs three months long, but they're over their X in five weeks. And it's not because That time has passed. It has everything to do with their mindset has shifted. They've found new beliefs to believe on purpose, to live a life very intentionally, and to find out why did the breakup happen for them, not to them. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So. so Secret number one, right, is you create your pain, not him. Secret number two is time has nothing to do with getting over your breakup. And secret number three is distractions don't work. They make them worse. So oftentimes I think we're also told is like, oh, stay busy. Take it day by day. And I'm like, no, that is like the opposite of what you should be doing. When we distract ourselves, it's like we're taking our emotion that we're feeling, like the sadness, the anger, the depressive emotions, whatever emotions you're feeling. And it's like taking a, a beach ball and pushing it under the water. And you're it's still there. And when you let go, it's going to come up really high and it's going to come up higher if you push it down further. And so all you're doing is you're avoiding your negative emotions. You're avoiding all of the thoughts. And so my example of this is I used to use travel as a distraction. And and fitness. I was like I'm doing all the things that are healthy, right? Like I I'm working out twice a day. I'm I'm leaving every weekend to go explore and see a new place. And it's like I was doing that because I didn't want to sit with my own thoughts because my thoughts were creating my feelings. Yeah. So, I was distracting myself versus learning how to sit with a negative emotion and be totally okay with it because ultimately our life is always going to be 50% negative and 50% positive because Even when we get to the place where we're like, we've arrived, like even thinking about, you know, billionaires, we think, oh, after I make a billion dollars, I'm not going to have negative emotion. That's simply not true. So if we're always going to have negative emotion, we should really learn how to sit with it and be okay with it and process it. And so by distracting, we're just avoiding it and we're pushing that emotion off and it will come back tenfold later down the road. And a lot of times it manifests in your next relationship and you start seeing the same patterns reoccurring. And that just means you haven't resolved the emotions that were closed up in the last relationship. Does that make sense? hmm Okay. Where so, were
2: you five, six years ago?
1: <laughs> Tell me about it. I wish I was there for myself then too. Like I totally get it. Right. Um, but yeah, so those are the three secrets. The secret, the number one, right, is you create your pain, not him. Number two, time has nothing to do with getting over your ex. And number three, distractions don't work. They may make them worse. Um, I'm a huge tangible next steps kind of person. So if someone wants to take this work a little bit deeper, I highly recommend listening to How to Get Over Your Ex podcast. And I outline all the steps to learn how to take that work and take that knowledge and that information and actually apply it to your specific situation. Um, Because again, like I very much, like I love passively learning information, but if you don't take it and you don't apply it, then you won't see the changes in your own life.
0: So Dorothy, a question. Do you believe or see through your experience that there's a difference in the ability of, I think we're talking about women, don't need to stereotype ladies, but let's just hypothetically, I'm sure you've worked with men too. I always thought I'd only worked with women, and then I've got a lot of men that I work with too. But do you find that women have a difficult, more difficult time getting over an ex? To or does it not matter if it's just a dating or long-term relationship? Is there something unique or different uh, different about a a getting over an ex that you're legally tied to than one
1: in which you're not? Um, so I you broke up a little bit there, so I want to make sure I heard the question. But is the question, do you see a difference between breakups versus divorce, like when they're legally tied to someone versus when they're not technically legally tied to them
0: yes that that's the gist of the question
1: okay yeah so no i don't really see that big of a difference um and and i think that i think that kind of goes back to the science behind heartbreak around the reason we can one of the reasons we fall in love right is we start a reward cycle in our brain where we have a craving to see someone we get excited to see them, we um, reward that craving by seeing them and spending time with them and talking with them. We've created that loop in our brain. And again, I don't think that that loop takes time to create. It's That happens even when we have like a juicy cheeseburger, we have a cold glass of water after a long run. Like we can create cravings and rewards in our brain very easily. And that's what's happening when we fall in love. So then when we Are detached from that we're literally wired to have withdrawals from that person and so it doesn't technically matter if they were married or not or if they had legal ties together or not I think it's the same system going on in our brain the the part that would that's a little bit different right is when there's co-parenting involved because you aren't just taking You can't just remove that person from your life. You have to redefine the relationship. What kind of relationship are you going to have with your ex now that you are a co-parent, if that makes sense?
2: Oh, yes. So the follow-up to that question, Paulette, for me is, is there a difference between how men and women handle breakups?
1: Such a good question. Such, a, I mean, I think there is, but I also, I don't coach men. So I don't coach any men. Um, so I don't have like personal one-on-one experience with that. Um, I don't know if that I would be like the expert to answer that question. I just personally think that I've seen a difference based off of the things that I hear, but I'm also like our brain is the same mechanism. And so I haven't done like a lot of research on differences between male and female breakups. So I feel like I'm not like equipped to answer that question thoroughly.
2: Hmm.
0: So interesting. Go ahead, Paula. No, it, it is fascinating. And I shouldn't have assumed that you did work with men. So um thank you for clarifying. So no, no um Yeah, because it is interesting the dynamics and the depth in which women tend to um, ruminate maybe um, about the romanticism of relationships versus men tend to be practical about them. You know, like they're just, we see things differently, left brain, right brain. We have, you know, we're wired a little bit differently. Although that's a stereotype too. I know many women that maybe are a little more, you know, what's in it for me and the the job and the money and that, you know, strategic, whereas the man tends to be a little bit more um, touchy feely about it. But for the most part, I, you know, I do see that women tend to ruminate about relationships deeper. Uh, they linger a little bit more. Uh, one question I have, it's a little bit of a follow-up there when it comes to relationships that are really abusive. Um, and there's so many different ways of seeing abuse. And um, I, I think you kind of painted a little bit of a picture of maybe being taken for granted with your situation and just feeling replaced. And who knows how long he um, planned that. It didn't seem like it was something he just, you know, dropped from the sky and it comes this new chick and he's moving on, right? But- when when the relationship really is, not necessarily just physically, but when there's a lot of conflict and a challenge, when there's so much to process, and we can really think about those three elements of um, distraction, time, and your thinking process. Mm -hmm. But um, have you ever worked with, or do you work with women that have a challenging time breaking up with somebody because they're trauma bonded and they still feel really connected or attached to them? psychologically and emotionally and not just you know cerebrally what? and I know that the systems of the body run deep I tend to be a yogic philosopher so um, and a lot of what you're talking about is quite uh, so, a difference in that at all I'm, I'm fascinated oh now Sonia's disappeared there she is she's back um, do you see any difference in that Um,
1: in terms of people who have gone through trauma with their previous partner and everything like that. Yeah. So um, I, yes, there's a difference sometimes, not always. And I think that it's just more in-depth work because you're not just uncovering um, the relationship dynamics. You're not just uncovering, um, I don't know how to put this in like a more simple way. It's the same processes, like the same tools that I use will work across all of the different types of people. I think what happens when you've gone through trauma with your significant other, like I have one client that I'm thinking of specifically where it's like her partner's um, brother died and then her dad died and like they went through all of this trauma together and they were very like bound by that and they were engaged and then the engagement got called off and all of this stuff. Um, and she did a lot of work. Like she had to dive very, very deep and she had to do the work and she had to stay consistent with it. And I always talk about this with my clients where it's like, it's the decision to get over your ex, the committing to that decision and then the practice of that, that commitment. And so I find that people who have gone through trauma or maybe physical abuse um, have to practice it more often and have to keep it more consistent than those who have not undergone trauma bonding or um, uh, physical abuse. When it comes to emotional abuse, I approach that very differently. And I I always talk about where it's just like their words literally can't do anything to you. Um, So... I handle that a little bit differently, but I think that um, the physical abuse and the trauma just takes more practice and more consistency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Good. And you said that
0: your clients work with you on average of three months, but you find that they don't need that full amount of time because they're over it quicker. Um, mm-hmm. Do you find that anyone struggles with it longer than three months or is, is that sort of the tipping point?
1: Yeah. I've had one client that has taken about one week longer than three months. Um, But the majority of them within the three months, they're like feeling really great about it. And I think the biggest thing too to think about is you start like once you dive into this work, you just start applying it to so many different areas. And so it kind of broadens your world. And I think that also helps in terms of getting over your ex. Like if you're, when you're so zoomed in on your ex and like, it's almost like you have blinders on and all you can see is him. When you back away from that and you start looking at these tools and you start recognizing how these tools affect all the other areas, it's like, they wanna start applying it to so many other things that they just get excited about life. And I think that that helps them move forward as well, if that makes sense.
0: It does. And what advice do you give to women about jumping back in the game of dating?
1: (laughs) That's a good one, I get this a lot. So (laughs) when it comes to dating, I think it just, it comes down to why are you doing it? Like, why are you dating? immediately following a breakup, a lot of times women will use it as like they want the external validation. They want to feel better. They want to feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's when I'm like, don't do it. Don't use it for that reason. I want you to learn how to feel really confident and solid and secure in your own being and like feel really good about who you are. And then if you're like, okay, I'm ready to like have fun with dating or I want to go out and find the person, like then let's start introducing the dating topics and the applying this Work to dating. Um, but if the reason you're doing the dating is because you want to feel better, then that's when I'm like, let's back away from it a little bit.
2: I love this. Um, I think a lot of what you do, number one, I lived it and didn't even know I was living it. But I think that one of the things that I love about this, it's very your entire approach is very empowering. It also is very shines the light on how strong. And powerful this is mm-hmm. and the reframing the shifting little things can make such a big difference and I remember one of the t- when I was so angry and the burden is so heavy that you don't even realize how heavy it is until mm-hmm. it's off. Right. and you're so right because suddenly the lens that you're looking at life through is completely different mm-hmm. I yeah. remember like what suddenly it was like the flowers, the everything, the air felt different. I felt lighter, but it's just, I love that you, part of what it, what I'm getting at part of what you teach your clients is also this accountability for how we feel. It's so easy to always want to blame somebody else for how we feel, yeah. what we're going through.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it was,
2: uh, he did this to me and blah, blah, blah. And it's here. Everyone, it's here.
1: Yes, 100%. That's exactly it. I'm so glad you said that. But, like, that was, like, the most blind, like, mind-blowing moment to me was just, like, wow, I am responsible for how I feel. Always. No one's ever done anything that could hurt me, hurt myself. And that just, like, blew my mind. I'm like, what? (laughs) And going back to, like, I love how you said that, but, like, the lens that you look through is completely changed. That's exactly it. I think breakups and divorce are the most, like one of the most transformational times of your life. And it's a time to like reroute yourself in a totally different reality, whatever reality you want. And we so often get stuck on the limitations and the scarcity around it versus seeing all of the opportunities and the possibilities. And so when I'm talking to my clients, it's like, it is, this is not just about getting over him. It is so much bigger than that. Yeah. (laughs) creating the life that you thought you wanted with him, but on your own, not being at the effect of everyone else around you. It's just so much more than just getting over him.
2: Exactly. Oh, I could, I mean, I could pour a little something in my little coffee cup right now and just keep this going all day. I love it. But this was Paulette, just how many of us would have needed to hear this and and you know what's funny? It's, it's, you say this at least with me in certain situations. Now I have friends who are like dating and in this like breaking up and there's all of this like swiping right, left craziness. <laughs> and I say certain things to them and it's, they, they kind of look at me and they're like, yeah, okay. So if you're listening today, you got the professional telling you, and it's so true. It's so true. And that's why I always make the joke with clients and people. When I own my truth and my story, I'm like, look, if I would have known how good chapter two would have been, I would have left a long time ago. Right. But the one thing you focus on that I really love and appreciate is it's hard work. You don't wake up suddenly
0: with, whoop, it's over. You got to put in the work.
1: Yeah, the practice the consistency. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I have one last question before we tie up today, Um, because we like to keep these little um, live podcasts um, succinct and and powerful and and fun. But, you know, time is precious. So now do you see women that have been the one doing the breakup um, need the same process? Are they dealing with? the same getting over the ex when they're the ones that have made the decision to leave the relationship?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, yes and no, like they definitely still experience grief. Of course they experience grief. Um, but what I see is like the added layer of guilt and regret, um, and indecision. Mm -hmm. And so we coach on a lot of those those three parts is like, why are you feeling indecisive? Why do you feel like you regret what you've done? Do you believe in your decision-making skills and things like that? And that just comes from a lack of confidence and a lack of self-worth and knowing who they are because it's like if you were standing in your power and you felt very powerful in that decision, you can decide not to feel regret. Um, and they're only feeling regret, right? And they're only feeling guilt or regret because they're thinking a certain thought. So you have to find that story for them and find out why are you feeling regret? Why are you feeling um, guilt? And then debunk that story.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I asked that. I was so curious because here we are thinking about all these women out there that get Dumped on and dumped on and left and broken hearted. And I'm like, well, what about the chicks that decide I'm out of here? So, you know, because it might be a different brain wire. I don't know. And, you know, I think 70% of, well, I know that 70% of of divorce is filed by women. So what does that mean with that process? And is it different from dating versus divorce? Well, you've already answered that. Mm -hmm. So that's really fascinating. It's there's So we could, we could literally dive into this topic. And I want you to share with everybody out there that is either suffering from this or maybe won't be suffering as much how they could find you study you research you work with you share a little bit about um how people find you um besides the podcast i'll put all that in the show notes so share how they find you how do we find dorothy
1: yeah, so you can find me um, on Instagram at breakup coach Dorothy. Um, I highly recommend the podcast like Paulette's mentioned, but it's called How to Get Over Your Ex. Um, that's where I literally give away all of my content for free, all of it. I want everyone that can possibly take it to take it for free and apply it. If you like it a lot and you want to work one-on-one with me, then you can apply to work one-on-one with me at www.dorothyabjohnson.com. And yeah, I think that's all. Also, yeah, just find me on Breakup Coach Dorothy at um, Instagram. And I love hanging out with people and hearing everyone's stories. So would love it.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Um, Happy weekend, everyone. I can't believe we made it to another Friday, but woohoo! Sure. <laughs> for all of your insight and your tips, I know that everyone out there listening both live and on the replay will benefit from all of this. I know I have oh. uh, I'm apply those to my um, divorcing women. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you so much. You've been charming and it's more than I could have imagined. So well, much
2: wisdom. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank Come
1: thank you back. Much. Yeah. Much.
2: next time. Come
0: back.
1: I appreciate you guys. Thank, thank you so much.
0: All pleasure. And bye. to everyone out there listening, keep thriving in the chaos because it's getting pretty chaotic. So keep thriving. All our love. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in and make sure if you want to talk to us or ask us questions, you can always email us at thrivinginchaospodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.